Hello and welcome back to Grim Encounters. We are a chill third edition tabletop role-playing actual play podcast based in the lovely Chicagoland world. Um, normally, we are fighting creatures in the unknown, but today, due to some scheduling conflicts, it's just Robert and I, and we are going to talk about, we're going to do a little deep dive like we did with the lycanthropes. Um, but this, deep, deep dive. Yeah, but this time we're going to do the undead, which is what we're dealing with right now in our current story. The undead um, are classified as things that have come back from like the grave, um, separated from like ghosts and vampires. Um, ghosts are more like 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 spirits that have something they need to fulfill. Um, and undead are like they're brought back by unnatural causes or some of them just bring themselves back Um, and then vampires are separated just because they're so vastly different even though they are still technically undead yeah see I was wondering about that when you need to say this topic I was like what what is technically classified as undead to you know within the chill world just because there is so much that can be considered undead. Um, yeah, so so like based on uh, Ruby Garrett's, which is the like the main person who like created the Garrett system in uh, Save that helps classify these these monsters, these creatures. Um, um, uh, she uh, she, divi- she, des- she defines the classification system as um, the animated body of a dead person or a creature. Um, and technically, vampires fit, but um, she put the, she put vampires in a separate category um, because of their like cultural significance. Uh, and like she she goes over that a lot more in like the vampire sections of like save history and stuff. Um, but basically, it's just like it, she felt um, irresponsible to put them together um, just because they're so vastly different, even though they share similarities. Right. Um, okay. And yeah. And then they separate ghosts just because uh, ghosts usually require like uh, like when you guys did the uninvited guest, it required you to like go through a sequence of events to get rid of them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and usually ghosts are they're not as like murderous as undead. They're usually like a lot less violent. Um still violent, but as we'll get into it, some of the some of these uh creatures are pretty pretty nasty. And then like inside of the undead, um there's like the basic ones like um like your like your uh they're you know, like your zombies and stuff. Um, then, you know, most of them are uh, different from each other, and there's different ways to handle them. Um, and they're all separated by, like, usually by their motives and how they come back. Um, because zombies are either created or they pull themselves from the grave um, in different ways. Like, there's there's eight types. Uh, there's bestial, forlorn, possess- possessive, Servitors, unbidden, unhallowed, vengeful, and then uh, zombie masters are their own category. Um, Interesting. So, like, 
you don't have to be a human to be an undead, like how we saw in the last case you guys fought um, a Rat King, which is a yes. bestial undead. Oh, okay. Okay, I thought it was just like a, its own thing. I didn't realize that it was considered undead. Yeah, they were undead. I just I said it like once, um, but it was like right when you guys were killing it, so it kind of got overshadowed. Because <laughs> um, they're not very tough. They're just like, they usually rely on their like scare tactics, but... Um, they I kept they kept failing their like all their their roles, but yeah. I mean, so, there's nothing wrong with that. No, yeah. I mean, it worked for you guys. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they're bestial, um, which uh, they're bestial, and then they were being used as servitors, which they were like serving the devoted. Um, okay, but that was probably because of whatever the the big bad guy is right now. Um, yeah, because normally they wouldn't work together. They they don't like hate each other or anything like that, but um, they're usually not as organized. They usually just kind of wreck havoc. Um, uh, but yes, so animals can become ghosts, and they can also become undead creatures. Uh, usually this happens because they were treated violently or brutally in life. Uh, but that can't be the only factor. Um, like Sometimes people can bring them back, like that are using, like, evil way disciplines or whatever yeah Um, but yeah like for example um like a dog that was you know brutally beaten and stuff and you know killed by its owner could come back as an undead to take vengeance on its owner oh that's Um, scary yes a poetic a poetic justice in a way but still dangerous because once they finish that task they kind of just wreck havoc they don't just go away Oh yeah, so they don't uh they're not like uh they fulfill their, you know, desire or unfinished business and then move on. They uh, they stick around. That's what separates them from ghosts. Um and makes them more dangerous is that like they don't need to have a desire or anything. It's just sometimes they do and then once that's done it's just like, "Well, I guess I'll go killing." Like <laughs> um and like one of the scariest monsters in in this game um, is a bestial undead, and in, in my opinion, like it scares me the most. Um, the picture is awful. <laughs> like I hate it. I hate this one so much. Um, but it's called the Undead Brood. Ooh. Um, it says, "Uh, the Undead Brood is a reanimated." Like slaughterhouse animals. Oh boy! Uh, it's like calls any group of uh, save calls any group of animal carcasses that get back up after humans killed them in mass and undead brood. So like a lot of times, save will see them pop up in like slaughterhouses, or like you know like maybe like a, a serial killer like kills a bunch of animals. You know what I mean? Yeah. And they basically combine together together in this like horrific like mass of just undeadness. Uh, And there's like a, it's like, it's Phil, it's written in the way um, in the book in like a, uh, what's that? Like, like Blair, Witch, like how, like it's like a found footage. Oh, okay. Yeah. 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 It's like written out, like it's transcribed and it's like an account of like these four envoys fighting one. And it ends up killing them all because it's so dangerous. 
because like they start killing it and like it starts exploding and like bone shards are going into them and stuff. And, oh god! Like, they're like killing it and like a leg pops off and starts attacking them. Like, <laughs> like it is like it's it's like so horrifically comical. <laughs> um, but it's That's... it's it's awful because just the way it's written, it like they like describe the sounds. <laughs> god, um, no. But yeah, so like someday we may see that just because of how if it scares me, I couldn't imagine it not scaring you guys. Um, oh. Things to look forward to. <laughs> <laughs> um, and let's see. The only other undead bestial besides like like they give an example for in this book is the undead pet. Uh, it's usually when like a beloved pet dies in a sudden or violent way. Uh, the unknown brings it back as a hideous mockery of itself. Uh, think of like oh, that's just wrong. Like pet cemetery. Almost, you know? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right? Isn't that in that movie, like, they bring the cat back, right? Yep, but it's not quite the same. Mm -hmm. And I, I believe, like, the pet, like, kills its master and then brings it back as a, as a corpse. <laughs> <laughs> so, like, it's actually, it's qualified as more dangerous than the undead brood, which is funny to me. <laughs> like, yeah. Like, Sergeant Sprinkles will die and then... <laughs> <laughs> like killed by the neighbor kid <laughs> or whatever <laughs> like he's he's more dangerous than uh than this mass of corpses um but yeah then i guess the rat king that we saw too that was like i found that one in um it was in one of the books as like a like they just talked about it okay um in one of the cases um and they kind of had some stats for it but i like i i fleshed it out so that's technically like one of the first monsters I've created for this game. Um, oh, that's cool. Like it was like half created and then I, I gave it some stuff. Uh, yeah. But like the lore was there. I just kind of like fleshed it out a little bit to make it more dangerous because I've realized that you guys are pretty strong. So I can I can throw danger like more monsters at you at a time like we saw with the zombies. I mean, you don't have to, but I mean, <laughs> just just saying. <laughs> uh, and the, you guys did pretty good against the Ganabe too, so. That was a tough fight. That was a tough fight. That was a crazy fight. Um, but yeah, that, that's really all about, they have about the bestial. They they go into more, like, like descriptions, because this, this, this book is all written uh, by a guy named Alex Martin Post in the, the lore. So, hmm. uh. Similar to their Monsters book they released. Like, the Monsters book was all from, like, the POV of um, Ruby Garrett. Okay. Which is, yeah. like, the creator of the system. Um, yes. The the And uh, so this is written by a man named Alex Martin Post, who has come up when you guys were researching. I don't know if you remember. Um, but, I, I, I might have missed that name. Yeah, one the of process. the... It, well, it was, like, when Frank was researching, so... Right. Uh, one I usually tune out when that happens. <laughs> yeah. Just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's on par for Wesley, so. Yeah, I'm right. <laughs> uh, but yeah, he came up because he's like the like the head undead researcher in Save. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and he, he suffers from like this disease that doesn't let him remember like short-term stuff. So oh, he has to write okay. everything. He has to write everything down. Yeah. Um, and it's it's from like an encounter with a creature. Um, so he technically is he he is no longer on the field. He is like a 
kind of like how Dax is. Like he he stays in. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I can understand why. Yeah. But uh, so it's all from his point of view. So it's like it's him. It's him re- recounting stuff. And it's it's pretty interesting. Um, and then we go into the forlorn, and uh, they're like they come back because of like love. Oh, okay, classic love story. Got it. Yes. So like, saving boys tend to have trouble with this one because they have a a good reason to come back. Right. But they're doing bad things. Like they're willing to kill for it. Um, or it's like they had a crush, they had like an obsessive crush on someone. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, they have like these, these like things where they, they want to convince the object of their affection to listen to them, to talk to them, or just even kiss them. Um, but they're like undead creatures, so they're like horrifying. I can imagine that's pretty tough for them. Um, and they tend to like, like, let's say, Oh, there's a forlorn after you, um, and you're showing affection to someone else. They'll kill that person. Oh, that you're showing affection a, to. A little harsh, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Um. And it what it does is it leaves a lot of people like traumatized. Um, because again, they're they're just like there's this zombie that's coming after you. Uh, let me see, like, some examples of some forlorns. There's the macabre suitor. Macabre suitor. It says, sometimes the unknown latches onto someone suffering from acute loneliness or desperately daydreaming of love and romance in the moment of their death. Oh. And it, it seeks to corrupt and spread them by creating macabre suitors. They seem alive but are ultimately incapable of any true feelings. And they still got like the zombie look and everything, or like the undead look. So the picture they have is like it looks like the fawns, but um, their skin is like <laughs> droopy. Oh. And I believe they can talk. Oh. So it's like, just, <laughs> like, it's all kinds of upsetting. So yeah, here is like the like quote for it. It says, "My love, my dark angel, angel, my savior, come and visit me tonight. Whisper truth and death to me. Kill me in the moon's." pale light and that that's like quoted as like something that they witnessed oh my that's just yeah that's a little uh yeah no i don't like that i don't like that at all and they have a lot of disciplines holy cow just just what we need (laughs) um so that that would be a fun like that'd be fun to play around with I hope you're air quoting the fun part, right? <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> um, and then the other one they give is the obsessive undead. Okay. It says, at first blush, this type of forlorn seems to rise from a love too powerful for death to contain, which the unknown twists into a horror. Um, the initial impression is misleading. The obsessive undead are something else entirely. So, like... It says in life they obsessed had an unhealthy attachment to its current victim, so like mm-hmm. people who stalk people, uh, yeah, stuff like that. Um, and the picture of that one is just like it looks like a it looks like a person in a hoodie, 
and they have a knife and they are carving the person's name into their wrists. So it's like I'd a say super, that's a lot unhealthy. Yeah. It's like a super stalker, <laughs> except there is a humpy. <laughs> I Oh, that's that's a terrible like no, I don't like that. I don't like that at all. Oh, uh, one of stalker its, who's a zombie. Yeah, one of its no. ability is hunter's mark, so it just lets them know where the person is at all times. Yeah, just like hey, <laughs> I'm right here. Don't worry. Yeah. Oh. Um. But yeah. So. And uh, let let us see. Let's go into the next one here. The possessive undead. Their motives are. So the possessive are slightly different, but they're they're similar to the forlorn. Um, they uh, they try to protect, guard, or watch over someone or something. Uh, okay. And he like warns that it's easy to feel sorry for these ones because um, they they're like what they're trying to do isn't evil. Right. But what they're doing is what they're going how they're doing it's bad. Right. Right. Yeah. So like. A dead father will become possessive, a possessive undead over his son, mm-hmm. um, and then like someone bullies him and then he kills that person, like, <laughs> um, just to keep them safe. Kind of like, uh, what am I thinking of? It's like, never, never mind. I, it's, it's like that just like triggers something. Like I know it's like. Mm, okay, never mind. Skip me. Uh, pass. Okay. <laughs> um, they're actually qualified as um, they're second only to the vengeful undead in terms of sheer brutality. Like it says, they are capable. For example, ripping a car door off the hinges and beating people to death with it. Oh my god! Yeah. So I guess the power okay. of love. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a love story, man. I'm telling you. I- I'm telling you, human love fucks people up, man. It do. It really do. Um, and then this one came up in the recent episode, but the scarecrow is a possessive undead. Oh, man! Uh, I, I was kind of wishing it was a scarecrow. We were going against that. That just sounded cool. <laughs> it is cool. Probably wouldn't have been, but <laughs> it's a lot more grotesque than the devoted. Uh, they're faceless. And okay. uh, they keep watch over the unhallowed ground that marks where they died. Um, so like, oh. like, a, like a preacher would watch over his, his like church. Um, so, so does that mean they would actually stray a decent, like a, like a decent distance away from it, or were they like, are they kind of like locked in then? It seems like they kind of stay where they're going. Okay. Uh. At least that's an upside for it. <laughs> it says some scarecrows rise from people who vowed formally or informally to protect or watch over a place and then died there. Okay. Um, like sometimes prisoners or enslaved laborers can become scarecrows. Um, sometimes people who had evil curses became scarecrow. But like the picture I mean, is, it, it looks like a scarecrow. Except mm-hmm. the face is like a bloody, is like bloody, and there's no eyes. Um, so even more horrifying. Got it. Yeah. Um, and like, yeah. <laughs> what they do is they the scarecrow lies still or props itself up in a conspicuous position, waiting for someone to come close. Okay. 
It says, seeking not to kill but to wound before it terrorizes its victims. So it, it, it messes with people before it kills them. Uh, you're not supposed to play with your food, but okay. <laughs> uh, the second one they give is the travailing undead. Travailing undead? Is that what you said? Yeah. It says travailing. Okay. Yeah, T-R-A-V-A-I-L-I-N-G. Okay. They're so named for the agony of childbirth. Are the unliving corpses who've mothered, of mothers who died while giving birth. Oh, oh, okay. They, these cadavers steal back their babies from hospital maternity wards and break into their former homes to whisk toddlers away. <laughs> that's that's fucking dark. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, some of these monsters, I'm like, that's fucked up. I don't know if I ever want to deal with that. <laughs> um, uh, I don't. I mean, uh, that's just. That reminds me of like the stone baby, um, one of the monsters I'm never I'm never gonna touch, mm-hmm. just because it's all about it's like a, a child that died during birth, oh. um, and its main goal is that it just wants to be it just wants to be born so it like kills women, oh and like opens their belly up and stuff. It's like something I'm like I don't think I'm gonna deal with that one. No, no. I wouldn't want to either. That's a little yeah. kid stuff. Kid stuff isn't that great. I don't like dealing with like messed up kid stuff. You know. Yeah, yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you on that one. Um, and this one it, it falls into that similar category. Like I almost didn't even want to bring it up, um, but it, it is like an example, and it and it, mm-hmm. it gives a good range of what uh, the possessive undead can be. Like it, it can be this sad. Like dealing having uh, like a group of invoice dealing with that would be hard. Yeah, because now there's That'd be a very kid, rough. There's a kid involved. Yeah, no, I'm just thinking about it right now. Mm-hmm. No, that's just that's a little too much. A little too real. <laughs> a little too yeah, very yeah. But that's that's the good thing about chill is it lets you pick what what kind of horror you want, and and even in the book it says it gives like examples of different types of horror like. Like campy and gothic and gore and like dark and like all of these different types of like horror in like our culture. Uh, right. And the monsters fit. Some of them can be anything. Like vampires can be anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then some of them are like specifically for that type of horror. Like the the undead brood is definitely in like a, a gore or like a campy, right? Like because it's kind of goofy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's still terrifying in its sense. And then, like, for example, the travailing undead is de- very much in, like, a dark, real-world kind of sense of horror. Like, mm-hmm. If there was undead things, like, that was a thing that would be more likely to happen because it's such a traumatic right. experience. Um, And then we could kind of brush over this next one. Um, They're the servitors. Um, They're basically like the undead minions. Um, they can be as weak as just like zombies or animated corpses, which are two separate things. Um, uh, skeletons, which we saw in in uh, your backstory. Yep, those are servitors. Yeah. They don't think. They don't. All they do is listen. Um, and then we have the un- the the devoted, which I believe devoted. I believe is a servitor. Yes, and we just dealt with that one. Um, yes. So they don't they don't always have to be like 
these like like really like weak minions that are just kind of brainless. Mm-hmm. Um, they can be like this guy. Um, which which is you know we we saw we saw how it acts like it plans and it tricks and it deceives and all of this stuff. Yeah, a little smarter than we thought. Yeah, and the devoted is scary because it looks like a person. Like you can't even tell. Which save doesn't know why or how, but um for as long Something as it does. As long as they've been fighting the unknown, they don't know much about it. That's that's almost more scary, not knowing. <laughs> I know. Like there's actually a theory where they're not sure that them fighting it is actually making it worse. Like them recognizing the creatures is actually giving them more power. Oh. There's like a Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's like a terrible concept. Like okay, no. I okay. Yeah, you you're feeding it power by knowing of it. Yes. Uh... And like that's how people will be like, "Oh, that's how the deceiver, that's how he it's how he works." Yeah. Because the more people that know of him, he becomes more powerful. Um and it would make sense as like a creature that's based on lies and schemes mm-hmm. you know and I don't I don't know if we'll ever fight the deceiver <laughs> I mean at this rate or if he'll just keep being like the anime protag- anime antagonist <laughs> <laughs> which I kind of like I kind of like the idea of him just like always always getting away <laughs> right he's he's always there but you're never gonna get him and it, it probably because I gave him a fun voice. <laughs> <laughs> like I like doing that too much. I can't get rid of it. <laughs> like I gave Jeremiah a pretty standard bad guy voice, so it's like, ah, oh, okay, and just kill him. <laughs> but, right. Um. Yeah. I don't know if you listened to the last episode. Uh. Yes, I thought I did. Um, but I put I put in a uh, like a after the scene, like a in credit scene. Did I listen to the full thing? I might not have listened to the full episode. Now I'm thinking about it. I don't yeah. remember that. I have to go back and listen now. But yeah, let's, I put in an end credit <clears throat> scene with the Deceiver. That kind of explains huh. some stuff. Now, now I'm, okay, give me like an hour or so. I'll be right back. I'm going to go <laughs> listen. And then, oh, Just kidding. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so Servitors, pretty straightforward. Um. They're kind of like there's servitors that aren't undead in the chill universe, um, like Gammon and Cursed Dolls, um, stuff like that. Uh, like they they just kind of work for them. Okay. Another like uh, undead that's that is possessive, I believe, is a mummy. The mummy in the book. My mommy. Yeah, like uh, it's literally just a mummy, <laughs> but they, they they stay to like where they're buried and stuff, and they attack people who come to them. Okay, okay. Uh, kind of boring, but uh, it's, it's a classic yeah, monster. I, it's like your typical, your typical mummy story. So, yeah, actually the uh, the leader the 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 founder of the save, his mm-hmm. name was Charles something. I can't remember. Um. Uh... I think it's in my notebook of notes. We were talking about it, but I don't remember his name now. Yeah, that's he went on an excavation to like an Egyptian like tomb, and mm-hmm. got torn like got torn apart by mummies. Oh, 
So like That's a little rough. Uh well they they don't know. They never found his remains, but everyone else was torn apart by mummies. <laughs> Cuz they oh, they that's just kind of conclusion to come to. They just kind of rip and tear people. Um then we got the unbidden. Unbidden? Yeah, they like they're they uh, they inhabit a person's dead corpse. So they're almost like a ghost, but they create undead stuff. So like they're they're kind of like hard to describe. Uh, yeah, uh, like they don't have understandable human motives. They don't care if you find something important to their host's body. They usually won't even respond to the host's name. Uh, sometimes they're smart enough to like fake it, but they're but that's what takes them. That's what makes them not ghosts. Is they have that like unemotional unattachment that the undead creatures have. Yeah. But they, like, ride people around like (laughs) (laughs) go-karts. Why am I imagining them like like it's a Mario Kart race just with people? (laughs) Throwing shells and stuff? (laughs) Yeah, 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 of course. Um, And then, so, like, a good example of an an unbidden undead is a lich. Oh, okay. Because, like, you could burn the body of a lich and the spirit will just inhabit another body. Right, right. So that gotta, makes sense. Yeah, you gotta do like certain things to get rid of it. Uh the Lich is actually a really powerful undead in the universe. Um it's one of the it's one of the like handful of monsters that can have that's a master, so it has un- it has unknown below it. Um like how Jeremiah had undead creatures below it. Yeah. Stuff like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, they literally just drive corpses around until they disintegrate and then get a new one. That's, and they have like some terrible abilities. They actually use chill. Oh, which is like a really powerful. Yeah. 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 It's like up there. Mm-hmm. And they have a special ability to them called possession, which lets them possess people. But they're the only ones that have that? Uh, like that's well, their own thing? Or is that like something So like some of them some of the creatures will have like abilities that are either like variants of other abilities or they're their own. Um I'm not sure I'm not sure if that's just like a variant of put a different ability, but it is it is like it has its own stat block, which that usually means it's special. Okay. Because like the other monsters, like I, if they have like exploit, I have to go look it up in the core book what exploit is. Yeah. Um, it doesn't give me like a description of it. Terrifying. Got it. <laughs> yeah, they're pretty scary. Um, let's see. Another one's called the Tormentor. Uh, they fit the classifications of undead because they possess corpse, but in actuality, a Tormentor is a formless, unknown creature with an alien hunger for human despair. <laughs> okay. So, okay. Um, and it, it it can't feed when it's not in a corpse, so it has to get into a corpse. Um, and it is intelligent to scheme and plan ahead. That's that's like the scariest thing is when they're like somewhat smart. Just like I, know. Uh, <laughs> I don't know. That's just that terrifies me. And like, 
these books are really good at making you because like when you think of undead you're like oh they're dumb um, right right mindless dumb. like zombies that's what you think when in like reality it's like yeah they had they sometimes will be like that if they don't get enough food or whatever but if they're getting mm -hmm. all their food they're pretty much not you know not stupid and i think that's why uh mrs garrett separated um the uh the vampires yeah um because from, from. they're all intelligent like you know all the vampires are intelligent so um and they're not, they they like they all look human basically except there's like that bug one <laughs> right yeah yeah <laughs> That kind of reminds me of. Uh, did you ever read the uh, Marvel Zombies? Yes. And you remember how like it, it's it's kind of like the opposite of them because when they fed, they would keep feeding, but if they let the hunger go long enough, they would actually start retaining their uh, like human, you know, brain thought process and all that stuff. Yes. So that's I love just, that series. It was a really good series. It's, it's very it really dark, was. but yeah. And that's Kirkman, though. I mean, very true. You let very Kirkman true. write write something, and it's gonna be fucking dark. And then you look at him, and he's like, "Hello, <laughs> my name is Robert Kirkman." <laughs> hey guys, how you doing? <laughs> I killed your favorite character. <laughs> Just sit back and laugh about it. <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see. The next one would be the Unhallowed. Uh, Unhallowed. Yeah, they reanimate because they feel like they were dishonored or disrespected. Okay. Uh, uh, they're not like less dangerous than any of the other ones, but they're a lot less messy. Uh, because they don't necessarily want violence. They want, oh, okay. they just want respect, but they're willing to kill to get it. Um, so like a, okay. a soldier that was like not buried properly, um, and disrespected in a way, or like someone who was tossed into a great like in a shallow grave. Yeah. Uh, let me see. Let me see the examples of these boys. When you said not as messy, I thought you meant they like cleaned up after themselves really well. <laughs> yeah, like, they're really you know. clean. <laughs> just, let me scrub this floor. I just killed this guy. Hold on a second. <laughs> Wiping it up as he's eating an arm. <laughs> uh, uh, they're they're called the Drager, Drager. Uh, these they have two unique disciplines called Earth Swim and Omens. Oh, I don't like the way the first one smell sounds. <laughs> I know. <laughs> it becomes incorporeal swimming through the earth or stone to escape a tomb or pass through walls. That's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> <laughs> you can't hide nowhere. Um, they're originally encountered in Scandinavia. Uh, they're plural right. is Draugr. Like in Skyrim, uh, they rise when a corpse isn't buried properly. It can be a, a careless arrangement that happened, a lack of traditional rites, or failing to bury it with the tools and riches it expects to carry it into the afterlife. Oh, that's all. Yeah. Um, but it's it's weird though because their skin's always a, it's either coal black, sickly blue, or chalk white. Oh. And they have an insatiable hunger for meat. 
There, there it is. There it is. Yep. <laughs> so they just they just start eating. Hungry boys. Ooh, this one's gross looking. It's called the Pokang. Pokong. So in Southeast Asia, the traditional Muslim way to bury a corpse is to wrap it in a shroud. Arcane Kefin. The shroud knots in several places, including beneath the feet. But the knots must be released after 40 days to free the spirit within. And if the knots are tied poorly or left tied for too long, or an NM, excuse me, or an NM doesn't bless the dead with the proper holy rites, the body may rise as a pokang. Good to know. Gotta start, you know, putting them down the right way. So it's similar, like they're kind of like the Draeger, except the Draugr, except they are like a different cultural significance. Yeah, to yeah. It. Yeah, equally as scary, except this one is like in a, it's like tied in that thing, so it looks pretty grotesque. Like tied in awesome. that shroud. So it doesn't even table. take it off; it just sits sits in it. Yeah, and it has like sharp, uh-huh. it has sharp fangs. <laughs> has. Do the chickens have sharp talons? <laughs> That's a movie I haven't thought of in a minute. Thank you. <laughs> I used to when I worked at the video store, I watched I watched that movie like every night for like a year. I was That's I was so like se- semi obsessed with that movie. I don't know what it was. It was so bad but so good. It's like it's just funny. Like yeah. if someone hasn't seen it, I'm like I'm not mad at you. I feel bad for you because it's like, it it's like physical comedy. The jokes are good, like the satire in it is just delicious. <laughs> like the whole scene it's... where he goes to the martial arts class. <laughs> <laughs> Think anybody want to get wants to get kicked by these? <laughs> God damn it! Uh, Forget about it. Forget about it. Uh, and. Last, before we get to the zombie masters, uh, we have the vengeful undead. Um, these are the creatures that come back for revenge, uh, and they are the most common category. Okay, so these are like our... Wait, are these kind of like our zombie, typical zombies? Uh, these are like... No, because typical zombies are like the servitors. Okay, okay. Uh, think of like your headless horseman. Oh, okay, that, okay, that yeah. That would be a vengeful undead. Um, that makes more sense. The chill version of the headless horseman is the headless rider, and it's a and it's like a, a zombie on a motorcycle. It's pretty <laughs> fucking cool. <laughs> I, I like that. And I do like that. A little note: the head that the zombie's holding is still wearing sunglasses. So, <laughs> <laughs> what's cooler than that? Come on, now. I want to be his friend now. I know. Give me um, rides all the time, you know. I don't mind riding in the back. Uh, yeah. So like, the actual the headless horseman was a headless rider. Like, the like lore like that. Is that an American uh, myth or is that like a, a European myth? Like, I never remember. I am pretty sure it's a like early colonial America kind of myth. Okay, that's actually like a you question Dirks would know. <laughs> right. Right. Um, on. But either way, I the uh, I believe the legend is called the Headless Horseman of Sleepy Hollow. Yes, yeah, because that's what it references in here. Um, but yeah, they're whatever you think it is. Uh, with it's like should... what? Uh, I was just looking it up. Yeah, it's an American folklore. 
because it says that it's a uh, uh, traditional folklore uh, holds the horseman was holds that the horseman was a Hassan H E S S I A N trooper who was killed during the Battle of White Plains in 1776. He was decapitated by an American cannonball, oh. and the shattered remains of his head were left on the battlefield while his comrades hastily carried his body away. And that's just a little snippet of what I read on the internet. <laughs> on the internet. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, so it's what it's exactly what you think it is, except it's a guy in a leather jacket riding a motorcycle. <laughs> much cooler. Much cooler. Much cooler. Um, and they have a unique ability called free passage. Okay. They just go wherever they want. Every closed portal in the area opens, even if it's locked. And an inanimate oh. barrier impediment to the rider's passage forward crumbles. So, like, a roadblock or um, every door. Everyone's, like, door is unlocked. I was going to say, it sounds like you just ride right through your door. Like, I'm here now. Don't worry. The rider wields a long whip made of a human spine. <laughs> Okay, now we're just getting into Ghost Rider territory. That's that's oh. literally what I'm hearing now. <laughs> it has detachable parts. It can control its head remotely and sense through its organs. This thing's cool. I yes, I yes. Like I don't want to fight it, but it does sound very cool. When it uses its shriek discipline, um, it uses the engine on its motorcycle instead of screaming. <laughs> of course it does. <laughs> of course it so, does. That's so campy and so fun. I love yes, it. Uh, okay, now I do kind of want to come across this. <laughs> oh, we're back to one that's gross. Awesome. <laughs> oh, perfect. <laughs> Called the Revenant. <laughs> because they tend to reopen old wounds and create messy, emotionally charged situations. <laughs> It rises on behalf of innocent people wrongly killed to whom the deceased had a strong attachment of some kind. It leads to envoys to complicated murder mysteries or injustices that originally had nothing to do with the unknown. <laughs> oh, that's even better. So he throws you off the off, off his trail. <laughs> yeah, not even on purpose, just because it's insane. <laughs> <laughs> It'll just open up its chest and place like a, a heart. <laughs> I'll leave death right here. <laughs> but yeah, the picture's pretty gnarly. You gotta post some of these pictures when this comes out because <laughs> I I, I kind of want to see what they are now too. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll do uh I'm gonna do the headless the headless one of, for sure. I think oh, that's yes, my yes. favorite one so far. I've got I've got kind of like a a soft spot for that story. I don't know why. I just thoroughly enjoy it. Well, yeah, it's very interesting, and it, it, honestly, it helps that I think it's because it's like an American myth, so we grew up with it. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. I, how come our myths, the American myths, are always like kind of like they're more cool than they are scary? <laughs> yeah, right? Exactly. What's up with that? Like the Sasquatch, like <laughs> <laughs> or like Loch Ness monster? <laughs> I don't even know if that's, that's... American, but. That's not, that's not. <laughs> you know what I mean, like... Yeah. Um, we don't have many, but they're not as cool. Was it, like, Mothman? Yeah, Mothman. Yeah. He's thick, so... Well, yeah, I mean... 
Oh, okay. Uh, and I guess we'll talk about the Zombie Masters now. Um, I'm not going to get too in-depth on this one um, because we're kind of dealing with it right now, so I don't want to have too many spoilers for anyone. Um, it's okay. Nobody else is listening. It's just me. <laughs> even if that's true. <laughs> uh, let's see. Um, I'm just going to read... I'm going to read this paragraph that um, Alex... Uh, wrote in here so i cannot overstate how terrifyingly how terrifying and powerful these things are i'm just now starting to dig into the research on the so-called greater zombie master but i've got enough data on the the druge nazu to do some preliminary work in the category uh save also calls it a lesser zombie master though i don't like that term because it makes it sound less impressive (laughs) so there's lesser and greater (laughs) Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, I, I get where he's coming from, but either way, it's all scary. Yeah, uh, and they usually they usually become they usually become zombie masters by this thing by this thing, and this thing alone. Usually, uh, it says the zombie masters supposedly ask someone holy power, the devil, the unknown, something called the deceiver, depending on who you ask for magical abilities. Oh. So, like, they ask for power, and they get it, and it's kind of like the monkey's paw, right? Like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, because they get their hands and head torn off. Oh, wait, what? Yes. Um, and they are, like, they're, they can't inhabit other corpses. So they live in that corpse. Oh. Uh, so their, 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 their arms are, like, their, I mean, their hands are cut off at the wrist, and they're, they're, uh, their arms become like these spikes and their head is completely removed from their body. And that, then they, then they, that is the zombie master and they gives them the abilities from this unholy creature, um, to create more things. (laughs) Yeah. So it's got, it's got no head. How does it, how does (laughs) How does it anything? I mean, I guess, yeah. Okay, not questioning it. But just go. <laughs> they're intelligent, they make plans, and they're terrifying. I mean, it sounds like it. I don't want to come across one. Yeah, Save is actually worried that some, like, that the few greater zombie masters there are, there's not many, but the ones that are, they're actually ahead of Save. Um, So, like, Saves trying to catch them, but they're like two steps ahead of them. Yeah. Oh. Which is scary. Right? Yeah, I don't want nothing. Okay. <laughs> I don't want to. Like, I mean, uh, yeah, I don't want to. <laughs> so let's just hope uh, Jeremiah is not a greater one. Or, yeah. No, that's what I'm thinking. I don't. I don't. I don't want to. <laughs> <laughs> But can he I... just go away? Well, he can when you kill him. I guess that's true. <laughs> um, some side notes. Uh, a monster we didn't talk about because I don't know what category it goes in. Um, it's called the Trundler. Uh, this thing's wild looking. It like it it ha- it's like a body with like multiple arms sewn to it and like. 
a head sewn to an arm. Like it's insane looking. Wait, like like where the hand goes or like yeah. Oh, um, they're creatures from mass graves. Uh, the unknown breathes oh. life into the corpse of the victims and creates this creature. So it's kind of like the undead brood, except yeah. Just um, okay, and it reincarnates, so you have to kill it a certain way. Don't like those. I like this this like little like a uh, little uh, investigation interview on it. It says it's funny how a moment of anger can lead to so many regrets. I watched Edward leave the bar that night, and I was so angry I didn't care. I watched him stalk off past the road into the woods. I saw the light through the window near my bar seat. I ordered another beer as I watched him start slowly into the woods. And you know what I thought? I thought that would be good for him to get lost in there. Maybe never come back. And he didn't. We searched all through the swampy area the next day for his body and finally found him floating face down in a stretch of water. I can't help thinking about those lights. Why did he follow them? Um, Man, don't people know you don't follow lights into the forest? I mean, that's just like one-on-one right there. <laughs> uh, the... Uh, the, the the art for it also has uh, the hand is holding like a lantern with uh, two skulls sewn together with like fire in them. Okay, that does sound kind of metal though. Oh, it's metal. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's pretty cool. I don't know how I'd ever like we'd ever have a case around it really because I feel like it'd be solved pretty quickly. Because <laughs> uh, it's like, oh, it's this thing. It's doing this. <laughs> right it's got too many like signs of hey this is this one specific it, thing it'd be a good first case yeah yeah it'd be a good first case i think um like i should have done like uh like the vampire was a decent first case but it was a little too complex i think that monster would have been better um just because it is it's straightforward, but still scary. Um, and there's still room for error, and like you could kill it, but you still, if you didn't do it right, it comes back. Yeah, yeah. So, um, so th- there's a tip out there for everyone in case you wanna you wanna start playing. That's <laughs> start with that. <laughs> oh yeah, I do suggest starting with the Trundler. Uh, it's in the core book. Um, there's not many undead in the core book. The book I mostly I pulled this stuff from was the uh, Chill Third Edition core book called the undead uh let's see uh yeah let's see the uh the writer what uh, the writers are jacqueline brick david castro joyce ching freya crow megan fitzgerald daniel lozine michael lyons mcfarland michelle lyons mcfarland jonathan mcfarland matthew mcfarland morgan a mclaughlin McFarland and Rob Wyland. So it was a bunch of people wrote this book and it's really good. Um, especially if you like undead stuff. Uh, I've used it a lot. That kind of thing. (laughs) Yeah. I've used it a lot for our game. Uh, especially this last season. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. They've been popping up a little more. But yeah. uh, Do you have any more questions for me, Robert or. I don't think so. This is just a fun little, uh, get, Get to know your friendly undead, you know? <laughs> I, uh... Yeah, I, I like them. I think they're interesting. Um, I am excited to uh, get away from them a little bit in the next season. 
try out some other stuff because they're pretty gross and like yeah constantly engulfing myself in undead stuff um grosses me out so <laughs> yeah I, I i agree i agree but anyway um i think that's it i think that's all i had to talk about so cool cool did uh did you have anything else to say anything you want to you want to throw out there any any plugs or anything oh well uh, i guess if we're plugging stuff uh I mean, I do stream on Twitch, so I've been playing a lot of Apex and uh, doing God of War series, trying to get through the whole series. I think I have two games left, that's so that's cool. exciting. Yeah. It's like, finally, it's almost over, but it's so good. <laughs> I know I know. sometimes when you play Apex, I do I do play with you a little bit too sometimes. Yep, yep. Whenever we can get that uh, our schedules to mesh. <laughs> I know, it's just kind of random. Like I'll just be on and you'll be on and I'll just join and you're like, oh, I'm streaming and I'm like, okay, <laughs> <laughs> sure thing, awesome. Uh, yeah. Uh, oh yeah, and uh, my uh, Twitch handle is uh, Quiet Spider. You can also find me on Twitter and uh, YouTube as Quiet Spider Twenty Two. So yes, can't forget um, to put those in there. Otherwise, they'll be like, who am I looking for? <laughs> Yeah, and I always have I always have your Twitter in our descriptions too. So if anyone wants to just click that, and then you'll be able to get to all of his stuff. So you should click on everybody's. Go say hello to everyone. Yeah, I know I do have a Twitter, and I I tweet sometimes. It's mostly <laughs> same, just, same. It's mostly just tweeting about my podcasts I'm doing. Uh, same. <laughs> <laughs> um, speaking of podcasts, uh, episode three. I guess it would be yeah, episode three of our. Uh, Anna and I's book podcast just went up at the time of this recording. It went up yesterday. Um, and I mention it because we read the first Fear Street book. Um, so it's like a, a teen horror book. <laughs> oh, perfect. Uh, written by R.L. Stein, the guy who wrote the Goosebump books. And it's really fun, and we're having a lot of fun with this podcast. So if you guys want to hear more of me or Anna, or if you want to like read some books with us, uh, it's called Reading Isn't for Kids, and it's a book club podcast. <laughs> um, but besides that, I, I that's all I got going on. I don't think the others are. Uh, I don't think uh, Derek's is doing anything besides mini painting and working. So. <laughs> <laughs> But either way, uh, I want you all to have a good day. I want you to make sure you drink a lot of water. And I want you to remember to, uh, to stay spooked out there. <laughs>